Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Does Josh Allen need more help or more patience? Plus, why isn't Naheem Hines part of the offense? And why isn't Trey White on the field? And oh yeah, the snow. What happens if they play in Buffalo? And what happens if they have to move the game? All that's coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel presented by Connors and Ferris. Mike Catalana, I am Jenna Cottrell. Uh, Dan Fates with a Veterans Day off. But we're talking all about Josh Allen, some of the pieces of the offense, when Trey White, when we expect him back, and of course, about the weather. Mike, I have my coffee, which I have not had yet. So that's why I look like this and sound like this. But let's get into it. Josh Allen, we've seen those uncharacteristic turnovers, the fumbles, the miscues. Is it patience? Is it more? And what do you make of it? Um, I think there's got to be a level of patience. I think if he was the kind of quarterback we've seen who doesn't take ownership, Carson Wentz, if he's the kind of guy who thinks everybody's got to help him, Aaron mm. Rodgers, you know, those types of guys, yeah. I think maybe I would feel differently about it. But you know it, Jenna. He is he is critic number one. Guys say that all the time. He's always think, been. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the way he is. And he's made mistakes. There's no question. And does he need help? Sure. I think the play calling, I think a lot of those things has to change. But we saw it a year ago. He had some bad games, some bad moments, and he got himself right. And they did change some things. They ran it better. There's contributions to it. But, you know, maybe this is just what life with Josh is going to be like, where he has these moments where he looks like he doesn't have a clue in some yeah. moments, right? And you're like, what is going on? I remember when he threw that first pick at the Jets game, and we were yeah. there, and I was like, I can't believe he threw the ball. And I had a guy who covers the Jets come down to me and go, was that Allen? Like, what was he doing? Because yeah. when he does this, it looks pretty bad. Um but I think he's going to get his act together. I think, I don't think it's about preparation. I don't think it's any of those things. I think sometimes he just hits a funk and I think he's in one now, but I think mm -hmm. he can snap out of it as we saw a year ago. And when he does, he comes back um, pretty full go. Yeah, I, I agree. Let me say this. Like I have full confidence in Josh Allen figuring it out because we've seen him be able to do that. But the red zone yeah. issues have been huge like those interceptions obviously the fumble like things like that that we've seen Allen make 
you know, sometimes he tries to force it into wrong, like the, the smallest window. Sometimes he tries to hit, you know, the fullback in the flat. That was obviously very early on in his career. But at the same point, you know, we talked to Josh at practice on Wednesday and he's like, yeah, it's just, it's decision-making. And I have the confidence that Allen will be able to figure that out. It's just the, the amount of them. I feel like that has to shake your confidence to a certain extent. And I'm not saying yeah. it's, it's a, a crisis point or anything like that. We were actually talking in the bills media room. Like, is this, is this a crisis? And I did not think that this was a crisis. It was a concern. Where you're at in the season, I feel like teams hit this type of lull in some points. We saw the Bills go through it last year. Um, so I was not saying it was a crisis, but other reporters were talking about, like, no, it's it's a crisis, like all this stuff. Well, that to me felt a little heavy-handed, personally. The, the NFL, as we've talked about, you win or it's panic. That's this league, right? Yeah. Every week. Yeah. And when it's Josh Allen making those mistakes, it's glaring. I agree with you on the red zone. I think it's a mindset. Look, um, Brian Dable in there, you know, and the roles no. have changed. And Ken Dorsey yeah. was the quarterback's coach, mm-hmm. you know, and now he's upstairs in the booth calling the plays. And that dynamic has changed. And I do think there's moments where you say, okay, Josh, like, I think even the play calls, they, they've so badly wanted to get, get it downfield, pressure the uh, opponent, grab the lead, all those things. But I do think some of it would be game plan to get that confidence up. And I know Dan and I have talked about this a lot where, you know, the stat about completion percentage is a decision-making thing, not an accuracy thing. And I do think if you come out saying, let's move, let's move with a little pace. Let's get the ball out of our hands. Let's go completions down the field, get the ball quickly to your receivers instead of, you know, we've seen Josh in that wait, wait, wait. And then he goes on the, on the run. And in so many other circumstances, he makes an amazing play. Yeah. And you're right. It's it's red zone. It's his, it deep in his own territory, like in the Jets game yeah. with a bad connection with Gabe Davis that ended up giving the Jets the lead. They took the lead after that. So, oh, no, I, I think a lot of this is on him. And I do think he yeah. needs help in other ways. But I don't think you can understate the difference with the coaches because when everything's going fine, it's fine. The question is, yeah. what happens when there's a problem? How does it get corrected? We're not in the room. I don't know specifically what Brian Dable was telling him. I don't know in the role Ken Dorsey had last year what he told him when they went through the bad stretch, four losses in six games, awful game in Jacksonville, all that stuff. Um, But it was a combination of things a year ago. (laughs) They did start running the ball and running it effectively. You and I have pushed that against Dan all the time. But they were a good running team at the last stretch of the season, and it yeah. helped contribute to the po- pro- um, possibilities for the offense. And, uh, yeah, I think all those things will contribute. But I think I think a little patience. I think I wouldn't go to crisis until maybe this week, three weeks in a row well, after all this would maybe yeah. push you over a little bit. This crisis is like, yeah, if there's a right now, it's a concerning trend. If it's like an actual, like if we're talking in December, then I'm like, okay, this is completely different. A different approach. Are the bills broken? Anything like that? But again, we're not there yet. Um, but I was just laughing at some of the guys because I was like, guys, like you say, women are dramatic, and you're out here like <laughs> it's a crisis. I was like, it's a concern, absolutely. But I'm not hitting the panic button 
yet. But I think you bring up some good points about, yes, it's patience, but other guys around maybe having to, I think sometimes Alan wants to, we all think this, he wants to do too much. And we've seen him do the absolute most and be so successful. So sometimes I think, and you, you heard um, Dan Orlovsky on ESPN talking about when he was breaking down the Jets film, like sometimes teams are now using Allen's competitiveness against oh, yeah. him. They are baiting him into trying to take those explosive plays as opposed to, you know, taking the cheese. Like you've heard us talk about some of those under throws, some of those like smaller throws that will have shorter gains. And I, I get why Allen would do that. I get it because he can, he has a rocket arm and can fit the ball into the teeniest of windows. But that being said, I think it's been a refocusing point. I mean, Von Miller even talked about how he was, he was amazing yesterday. He was so funny at Bill's practice, just talking about how the football gods are always watching. They watch how you win. They watch how you lose and they will see that. And they will like essentially give karma based on that. But he was talking about how adversity is is real. It is a part of this game, and it's something you have to deal with. Obviously, we talk about the injuries have been adversity that this Bills team has been experiencing that we really haven't seen in the last couple of seasons, but also the point of you know the decision-making, and Josh Allen has talked about that. But we talk about other players and wanting them to be maybe more involved or carry less of the load. Obviously, Stephon Diggs has been fantastic. Gabriel Davis, and I know you've mentioned this, and it's – do you think it's a health issue or what do you what because the consistency has just been something that's been kind of troubling the season? Yeah, I think it's adjusting to a different role. I, I you know, what yeah. did we talk about all the time where Gabe was in multiple roles? He'd come in as, again, the third guy, the third option. Yeah. And he could be the home run hitter. And he excelled in that. Uh, when he did, obviously, Kansas City this year in the game against Pittsburgh, where, he, you know, huge plays, big, big uh, yeah. distance plays. Um, it's different now. And <laughs> there's more tape on Gabe, meaning like you heard Patrick Peterson talking about it. You know, he's studying Gabe. Like, yeah. it's a little different if people didn't hear that, you know, he's a veteran who had the two picks in the game. And he's talking about what he saw from Gabe Davis. And not that they weren't looking at Gabe Davis tape before. But, you know, when you're that guy, maybe you get a little less attention in the film mm -hmm. study than you do now. So he's looking at tendencies, having another gear, uh, faking things in your routes so you don't seem as predictable. I think all these things go with it to become that guy. And that's why we don't give enough credit to a guy. We give credit to him. But for this part of the game, look at Diggs. Yeah. Everybody is looking at Diggs every moment of every yep. game. Yep. He is that guy and he still finds a way. He still does. He's he is having an incredible year and he is so consistent this year. Yeah. But he he's a great route runner. He's good at disguising his routes. He's mm -hmm. good at giving them different looks during the game. He knows eyes are on him all the time. I think Gabe will get that. The problem is, Jenna, it's you know. In the season, man, you, there's not a lot of time to yeah for that part. This has got to be real right now. And I think Gabe just – maybe it is a little bit of injury. He doesn't look as comfortable as I think he's looked in past years. Yeah, I agree. That's why I don't know. And this is just me speculating if there's – if the ankle issue is continuing. I mean, look, we're – you know, we're in November. It's no guy is healthy right now. Right. Like, that's just how the NFL works. But we were we were talking like – can you imagine this Bills offense without Stephon Diggs? Like what he has been just, and I mean, obviously Josh Allen has been 
fantastic at points this season, but like a lot of those insane catches, I think of the game in Baltimore, the catch that Diggs had oh. that I was like, there's no way anyone could come down with that ball. And there's Diggs going out there and grabbing it in a literal monsoon. Um, but yeah, t- speaking of usage and just guys, Naheem Hines, uh, the Bills obviously got him at the deadline, traded with Indy. I think we all thought that he would have maybe the first week. I was like, oh, you know, let's see. They'll work him in in the Jets game. Um, And then I just have been surprised by his lack of usage. Like, yeah, they said nine snaps. Yeah. Like it's in two games. That's that's crazy. Yeah. And they gave like I feel like James Cook, like when they traded for him, they're like James Cook's carries will not be affected. And I was kind of like, yeah, that seems like mouth service. But like it kind of does seem like that's the case. And I don't know if that's a that doesn't really seem like a a great thing. I don't know. No, uh, you know, we've heard that maybe he isn't picking up the offense. And even if you listen to Sean McDermott, you know how you can sometimes kind of tell what they're getting at. And yeah. it's hard midseason, different offense, different verbiage and all. But, you know, I see these other teams bringing guys in and they get use right away. And um, it's packages, too, that you can, you know, not have a guy try to figure out the entire playbook, but figure out a way to get him on the field. And last week, you know, they they dressed 15 running backs in the game. I mean, a Duke Johnson's Johnson, out there, yeah. <laughs> and he Duke Johnson, I think, had four snaps on offense. It was these low amounts, dressing what six running backs in the game, all with these small yeah. roles. Um, I I'm I get it. Sometimes if a guy is having is struggling with the playbook, that's a lot. I would have. I mean, I'm making it simple. I would have a package of plays that Hines is comfortable with. They're comfortable with when he's out in the field. It's this certain group of plays. I think he's a mismatch, Jenna. I think he's a guy who can make plays for them, and he's been nowhere for two weeks. And I know yeah. it's you said it's only you know he just joined the team, but the season moves along. Like this is why you got him to incorporate him, and I, some of that's obviously on him. Some of it's on the coaching staff too. Get the guy ready at least yeah. for use. Or give him a cheat sheet of stuff in yeah. terms of like those packages, like you mentioned, that can be his go-to. And because, like you said, he is a mis- mismatch. He yeah. is he is so effective. He is so explosive. Like let him do that for you. And he's experienced as well. I mean, yeah. it was tough. Obviously, him and De- Devin Singletary don't have the same skill set exactly. But like the the Singletary fumble, like you know, in that game last week, it's just like moments like that where you're like. That was a tough one on him. I, I thought maybe he was down. If you saw the replay, there was no true view of the football. So they called it a fumble, and then they stuck with it. I know some people are thinking he definitely was down. I thought his elbow was down, which would have been a nice you know break for them there. Yeah. But he yeah. didn't get it. Um, Singletary looked good early at two he rushing did, yeah. touchdowns. I do think their skill sets complement each other. And I'm not saying don't play James Cook. I'm saying is, you know – I don't know where Heinz is in your pecking order here, but such limited snaps. I want to, I guess I want to see more of them. And Khalil Shakir's Shakir's not getting, I mean, he's got 15. I think he had 15 snaps on offense. He had one catch, two targets. Um, I just think he can be an effective player. And some of this is on Josh too. Like we're saying, yeah, look underneath, look for the guy when he's open. Yeah. Do you feel like, it's been too much on 
I don't want to say Diggs and Davis, but like I feel like when we talk about the passing game in general, like Dawson Knox had a couple touchdowns last or touchdowns, cu- couple of catches last week, yeah. but it just feels like it feels like something. I don't want to say something's off, but it just feels like out of sync. You 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 look at. I'm not comparing them to the Dolphins, but I think Tua had like completions to eight different receiver, eight different you know pass catchers, things like that, where it's like maybe they're not spreading the ball as much as we've seen in the past. And maybe that's also a point. Yeah. I think simplify it and say this when Josh is confident and they're going, I I, I think it was, I'm trying to remember what game it was. Uh, He came out, boom, boom, boom. He's hitting everybody and their brother going down the field. I think it was the Pittsburgh game or the green Bay game in the first half. And he looks confident. And you know, every fan knows this. You're watching the game. The TV view, you see Josh drop back to pass. And in your mind, for the majority of his time, you're like, who's the ball getting completed? Yeah, like yeah. You're just like, somebody's going to be open. He's going to put it on the money. They're moving. Like You feel so confident when he's going back to pass. And this year, during this stretch, it's been like, okay. like Even like hold your breath time a little bit. And yeah, yeah. where either guys aren't open, he's making bad decisions, there's no rhythm. There's no fluidity to the offense. There's not the take. And that's, I do think, goes back to, I've said this before. He said, take the cheese. Take what they're giving you until you can take what you want. And a lot of times they try to, you know, they get the yeah. matchup. Boom, we're going to try. I get it. But there's times when it's like, all right, let's get going here. Let's get moving offensively. Let's get them on their heels. Yeah. And then we'll take the shot down the field. Well, I feel like sometimes it's like they pick up minimal yardage sometimes first and second down, then it's always like they yep. need a, a heroic third down play to you yeah. know to keep the chains moving. And just I feel like that's got to be at some point just exhausting. Like you just need to have more competency. And, and that's not even the right word, but just like like you said, like more rhythm, more yeah. flow. And look, I it's, mean, it's on Dorsey. I mean, it's on Allen. Well, I'm, we're not dismissing the Allen part, yeah. but this is what you get paid for. Yeah, I mean, if when everything is going great and it's wonderful, and you're just, you know, think of like yeah, a, winning fixes a lot, but yeah, it's losing like, accentuates well, so here, much more. Here's a good example: watch a basketball game, watch certainly watch an NBA game, and when you're making shots, nothing else matters. Yeah. Like people sometimes get into a lot of coaching, and they're not doing this. When guys are knocking down threes, you're going to win the game. Like, yeah. it's just really what happens. Syracuse it's when, oh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, when you're missing shots, that's when you got to come up with stuff. That's when you got to say, it's that day. We're getting the ball inside. We're going to get fouled. We're going to slow the game. Whatever it is, you got to yeah. manufacture baseball. You're hitting home runs. Everything's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. It's not happening. You got to manufacture. The I game. think, <laughs> yes, I think uh, a back to basics, not total basics, but a back to that. And I love the pace. I like when they go with pace. I think they yeah. can get a defense on its heels. I agree. And, uh, and, I, and that certainly can happen this week. So let's see what they do. I, I have a feeling, we'll talk weather in a minute. I have a feeling if everything is okay weather-wise, I think this is a get right game for the passing game. I well, I think it it kind of needs to be like I need to yeah. see them really. Well, first of all, they need to win, <laughs> win the yeah. game. But yeah. yeah, but like yeah. 
I, I, this needs to be a convincing win in my, in my eyes. Like yeah. if weather is not effective, you know what I mean? Affecting things, but yeah. just because of where they've, they've been at. Okay. I know we're going to get to Trey white and stuff, but I am curious because I just ask a billion questions all the time, but I want to bring up this point of speaking about production, talking about it, like Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. And just, we talk so much at training camp going into this season. He's going to see an expanded role this year. He's ready for it. All of these things. I feel like he, again, he had a couple catches earlier in this game. It felt like, and then we just saw him just, he's not been as, as utilized as much as I think we all expected. And does that come as a surprise to you? A little bit, but I'll say it's similar to Gabe Davis. The role changed. And we're not talking about, let, let's just, for example, say you brought Odell Beckham in to this team. Well, he's I, played I that role. I want him to do that. <laughs> yeah, so do I. He's played that role. He goes out there. Gabe has moved into that spot, and it's an adjustment. It's not mm -hmm. necessarily the play calls. It's the expectation. It's the yeah. consistency. It's the attention. Isaiah was a great other player, like mm -hmm. gadgets, quick plays. They weren't yeah. in New England last year. They dominated that game with him in Foxborough because they weren't ready for what he brings. Yeah. Cole Beasley. Game. And I'll say this all the time. People always ask Cole's not playing. He's done. Uh, I think physically he's not there anymore. They don't miss. It's not like signing him today does for the offense what it used to do. But when mm. he was healthier and everything was going well, that's a tough role to play, and he was yeah. very good at it. Yeah, I think we thought yeah. McKenzie would go into that role and be better at it. I think Jamison Crowder was a nice veteran to have there, and losing him in some ways hurt because I think they could have gotten a lot out of him. Yeah. But and so early on, yeah, and it's adjustment of roles. You're going from I'm Isaiah. I do this. I do jet sweeps. I do whatever. Now in the slot, make a play make a play and uh again i i kind of want to see more of the jet sweeps i love the play yeah I think it works i do too yeah and i think if if even if you don't go to that and just having him get you know like keeps he is fast yeah like, i think we forget but we've been on the sidelines where we were in new in jersey yeah and he what was he doing i can't even remember we were just like holy crap he's fast yeah he just He's just different that way. Yeah. Ian Hines bring speed to the offense. Yeah. They do. So so we'll see this uh, this week. You know, it's quick. You got this week and then right back on Thursday against Detroit. So yeah. uh, neither with great defenses. Though Cleveland's got talent. They've struggled, especially in the secondary. Yeah. But, um, yeah, neither with great defenses that have been shutting anybody down. Well, you talked with John Doss, who – used to be a part of the 13 wham team in Rochester. And he yeah. talked a lot. That was a great interview. Um, be sure to check it out. On yeah. the Buffalo by the way, Club if you channel. bills fans want to feel better about the matchup, John go. eviscerates the Browns. Yeah. Go listen to that. Yeah. Just a, about what they've done so yeah. far this year and the way the, the mindset is in Cleveland. So he's got a pretty good pulse on that. Yeah. All right. Let's, we talked about the offense at length. Let's talk a little bit about the defense. Trey White, once again, full participant in practice. Um, he... You coming over to my side here? Yeah. You know, I uh, I was not on your side. I thought it was more of the team being cautious and, you know, really making sure that Trey was ready to go. 
But as the weeks, literal weeks continue, to me, this says different. And yeah. I am now coming more towards your side of things of saying maybe the, the team wants him to be ready. And the team probably, I would imagine, believes he's ready. But it seems like more white not wanting to be. Yeah. And look, I understand Trey's hesitancy. He's never been hurt. It was a serious knee injury. Tons of rehab. Yeah. Like, I've always asked players, and they've come back, you know, sometimes they say, right away, guy's hurt. Oh, it's a six- to eight-month injury, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We say it like it's an oil change. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like Dan would say. That is Dan's worst take. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, since he's not on here, we say, he's had some pretty bad ones. That is the worst. That is number one. We love so, you, Dan. <laughs> yeah, right. But – yeah, because I think to myself, like, man, I, I've heard players talk about what that rehab is like and the pain of getting through it and getting yeah. healthy and testing it and bad days and all that. But I watched the guy, and we've watched him forever. Yeah. And I watch him even practice and the video you guys sent on practice, and he looks like Trey. Yeah. He's out there running. He seems in engaged. We're standing on the field in Jersey watching him warm up. He looks great. Mm -hmm. I think he's been hesitant to make that move and get on the field. And I, I wonder this. Trey's a very popular, very well-respected player. But you know the way it is in the NFL. Like, yeah, guys respect injuries and coming back from it. But at a point, I just I wonder what's being said either to him or amongst the other players. Are they looking at each other like, they know, and they're like, don't worry, Trey will be back. That's what they tell us, but they're yeah, respecting yeah. their teammate. Or are they talking to each other going, you know, hey, when's 27 back out there? Like, yeah. He looks great. Yeah. Like, when is he back out there? So, I don't know. Is it this week? We keep saying know. that every week. I don't we think keep so. saying it. Well, especially if the weather's not great, which we'll you talk about. You noticed something at practice. What did you notice? Well, this was, a, this was now a couple weeks ago where, and we were inside and we were further away and I could see Trey having a conversation with one of the DB coaches and it was kind of like a very much a back and forth conversation but it was like you could tell Trey was very frustrated he was very animated yes yeah. he was very much talking with his hands and the vibe that I got was like almost like a little bit of like come on man like what do you like come on like that type of thing now this was a couple weeks ago and my interpretation of it then was like he wants to go like he wants to be ready because this was earlier on when he was returning to practice. And then now as time continued, I don't know if maybe it was like, come on, man, like I'm, I'm still working my way through this or, or whatever. And again, right. that's, that's my speculation of what I saw. And but, it, you, he was, maybe I misunderstood this. Did you say he was wearing, he wasn't wearing his cleats? So yesterday he was wearing sneakers during the, the media portion of practice. Yeah. So that is not, you know that now is, maybe that's they did go inside, right? They were inside, yes. So that maybe that that could be yes. contributing to it for whatever the reason on yeah. the turf there. That I, could yeah. be the case. Yeah, I don't even know. For all um, we know he did that before. We weren't paying as much attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was wearing like a resistance band around like his like upper thigh area. Yeah. And I've seen other guys do that, which I actually want to ask one of the trainers because I've never really seen that before. Yeah. Um. I don't know if that's to keep your hips down or or how that works just yeah. in terms of alignment. But um, 
You know, I think back to when we talked to Trey, this was now like a week and a half or two weeks ago when he finally did talk to reporters after it yeah. had been almost a year. And he was very insightful as he always is. But he talked about how like during this process, he learned that he is way more than a football player. Yeah. And that's so true. And yeah. maybe he had like a crucible type moment. I don't know. But at the same point... Also, I can imagine as someone who has dealt with, again, uh, breaking news, I've never played football in, in the National Football League. Yeah, but, neither did I. <laughs> yeah, uh, as someone who has dealt with injuries and, and yeah. had been sidelined before, like Trey White was an all pro player. Like he is all pro. And the expectations that come with that and mentally being like, I have the expectation here. Is my body up to here? And the fear of failing, the feel of fear of your body giving out again. Like there is so much mentally that goes into coming back from an injury, a season ending injury like that, that you've been rehabbing for a year from. So I wonder how much that does come into play of him being, and again, we're right around the anniversary yeah. of, him, of the injury, yeah. of the injury itself. And like, there's an old saying, your body keeps the score like mentally and physically there's probably a lot of emotions that are going on right now. And I understand if the cases, the bills are like, okay, like where are you at? Like we're waiting, but I also can understand where Trey is at. If that's the case where he's like, Ugh. yeah, but you know, you know what it is, Jenna, a little bit is like, I understand all parts of this. Yeah. I think the NFL likes players to not think so much. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right. But yeah. Trey is a thinker. Yeah. He's a bright guy. He's conscientious. He's a yeah, family. He's, he's got smart. all those yeah. things. He's all those things. But there's a point in this game where, and I think nah, I should know this from the Godfather. It's the profession we've chosen, right? Oh it's God. what we've done. Yeah. This is the game. And there's injured and hurt. And I think there is a point where the only way he's going to know is to get out on the field and play. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's patience and then there's uh, where they're going to be like, let's go. Like he's got it. Yeah. He's got to do it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, so we'll see. We'll see. Again, I keep saying maybe this week, maybe Thanksgiving. I, look, I mean, he physically looks great to he us. He looks great. Yeah, he looks we were in at MetLife. We saw him going through his pregame warm ups yeah. with Xavier Rhodes and they both looked great. Obviously Rhodes was active last week um, yeah. against the Vikings. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. And I know I can understand for fans where they're like, wait, what? Like fans are probably very confused as well. Cause they're like, okay, so when is this, when is this going to happen? Yeah. Um, because again, we talked about the possibility of Trey being back for like September and we're now, and I a week get, away from Thanksgiving. I get the idea of he wasn't ready, no rush. Then you wait, then he yeah. comes off and all that kind of stuff. But it's one thing if the fans are sitting there going. If the team knows it, everybody's on the same page. Yeah. I just, at the moment, don't think they're on the same page. Hopefully that happens soon. I'd love to see the guy back. They're a different team when he's on the field. And they miss that leadership, you know. Yeah. Um, that could it could help them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so. I mean, I completely agree. I think weather will play a big factor <laughs> into yeah. whether or not Trey will be out there just because of everything. But yeah. 
Speaking of weather, um, it snows in Western New York. Breaking news. Um, but we know the forecast for this upcoming weekend is expected to be a lot of lake effect snow. Um, Absurd amounts. Yeah. Now, we're in Rochester. It's funny. Down the road, an hour, we're getting flurries. <laughs> you know, that's, Seriously, we're getting flurries, yeah. balmy Rochester, and that storm is going to sit there. Um, right now, as we're recording this on Thursday, game's on for Sunday, 1 o'clock. I think everybody wants to see what happens on Friday. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, Jenna, it's about getting the field clear to play. Yeah. And the game... You know, in 2014, they moved it because the city was shut down. They got five feet of snow. It was crazy. They played in Detroit. They had more flexibility then. Uh, It's about getting the field clear. You were on the field in 2017 when they played the Colts. The issue there was they could never get the field clear. Well, it was such a unique circumstance because, and this was funny because Sean McDermott talked about this because it was his first year with the team and he was coming up from Carolina. And what was interesting was when we got to the field that day against the Colts, like, there it wasn't snowing like it it was not at all and then after that it was like you know you went inside for warm-ups and you came back out and it was just a a wall of crazy and it was just constant and sean mcdermott even joked he was like he was walking down the tunnel with the security one of the security guards for him and he was saying like is it always like this the guy was like no and then sean (laughs) joked that he didn't even have enough time to be like what do you okay. mean? <laughs> okay. Like, you know, because he doesn't know. But um, that game was wild. They had like the leaf blowers out, blowing yeah. snow blowers. Trying to get the lines clear, like all that. Yeah. I, look, at this moment, we're thinking it's going to be a miserable Friday. Uh, if it's okay on Saturday and the Browns can get in and they yeah. can get the field clear and Sunday's forecast is, I don't know, decent enough. I think they're staying. Yeah. Um, but again, they did have that game where they moved to Detroit and I'm bringing this up because the lions are on, on the, the road, road. Yeah. and then the, the bills play there Thursday, but if they went to Detroit to play the game, I don't think they're hanging in Detroit for four more days unless Buffalo was totally shut down. And I don't yeah. think that's the case. It's a quick flight back, but, um, very different games, Jenna, if they're playing it on a somewhat compromised field with snow all around or on the fast track of the dome in Detroit. Yeah. Like you said before we started this, it's either like you're playing on carpet or you're playing on, like I, I don't even know, a sheet of ice, essentially. Yeah. It's really what it is. I mean, it's the, it's the difference in the games. It's logistics, too. It's getting ready. You know, there's a yeah. lot of things oh. that play into this, but... <laughs> This is funny. Sean McDermott was saying some of the younger players, like they've never seen snow. They've never driven in snow. So the bills gave everyone like little like ice scrapers. Oh my like they, they had to Imagine give the that. players that. You've never seen snow. I mean, snow. it makes sense. A lot of these guys are from Florida, Georgia. Right. Like they You've don't, never but seen it's snow, common. but your first storm in Buffalo is going to be four feet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's funny, Jacoby Brissett played in that game. He play, he's playing yes. in this game. And he's like, yeah, you know, snow, we're going to have it here. I played in it. It was kind of funny. And then somebody was asking about it, and he's like, I'm from Florida. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, that's not what I'm, you know, used yeah. to. But they adjusted and played, yeah. and, you know, that game yeah. was that game. That game went to overtime. Yeah. I was John with the McCoy. Bills in Cleveland in, um, in t- 2007. Seven. Yeah. And – 
it snowed so much that day. I was flying with the team that they told us mid-game, like, we're not going home till tomorrow. And the Bills lost. They were on a good run, too. They had won like six of seven. They had gotten over 500. They lose eight to nothing. It was miserable. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't do anything. And then we get stuck staying another night in Cleveland. And then the next morning, they're on the bus. where They're bringing us out to the plane, and the plane gets stuck in the snow. Oh. So then we had to drive back to Buffalo. So that was a miserable trip. So they've gotten stuck in Cleveland driving. They've moved the game to Detroit in a crazy storm. And now in this one, um, you know, they, and then they, they, had the, uh, they had the game where they played in the crazy snow. And now we'll yeah. see what combination of those things we could see coming up this weekend. Yeah. I will never forget. So Dan Fates was not at our station yet. And Dan and I have worked worked together in our first job, so like I already knew Dan. And Dan and I were on the sidelines for that 2017 game, and it starts snowing really hard, and both of our cameras like essentially stopped working because yeah, you know they got so waterlogged, even with rain gear, rain gear on. And Dan was so mad; he was like, "Oh my god, now we can't work." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Oh, we can't work." Like I was like, "Oh, you you just get to watch the game." Oh, I thought you were going to say win for Jenna because your camera was working, but oh, my camera did start working at the second half. Yeah, and you I got a great that. shot of Lashawn McCoy's game winner. I'm not kidding you. So when I'm down on the field, like this was the season that I got I got hit. So it was 2017. So I got taken out by Mike it's Evans. A big year for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 2017 is something. Um, but uh, if you have not seen that video, don't watch it. <laughs> it's so oh, the Mike big. Evans one. Yeah. But watch the McCoy one in the snow. That was fantastic. Yeah. So I was in the end zone because I was like, all right, well, we're in overtime. Like somebody's got to win. The Bills had the ball and they were driving. So I was like, I'm just going to stand right in the end zone. And I was like the only camera down there. And then LaShawn McCoy makes a couple cuts, finds the open space, but he's running directly at me. So I'll, in my viewfinder, I just see him like steam, like steamrolling it towards me. And I'm like looking away because <laughs> I'm like, is he coming right at me? Like, am I on the field? Because you just don't know because there's so yeah. much snow. Yeah, I'll have to post that video. That yeah. was, uh, that that was something. something. That was something to see. But yeah. uh, hopefully by the time this all gets through, in Buffalo. Fans can get to the game. They clear the snow out. We'll find out and yeah, and see what we have on Sunday. Yeah, it should be an interesting game. We'll have our Let's Talk Football live show coming up uh, later, Buffalo Plus Live on Thursday. Uh, you yep. can always watch. Dan, I think, is going to do a video on play calling as well. Yep. Something to watch out for. Um, we'll have plenty more coverage. This is Bill's hosting the Browns on Sunday as of right now um, yeah. <laughs> at 1 p.m. Um, thank you, Mike. As always, I'm Jenna. Dan will be with us next time. Um, please be sure to like, comment. Mike, what do you think comment-wise? Um, the Josh situation. What's What do you want to see? Is yeah. it, do you, you know, it's okay to say Josh is doing things wrong. I know a lot of fans don't like that, but tell yeah. us what you think is the biggest issue and the way to get it fixed, the quickest way to get it going in the right direction. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, and as well as subscribe, we always appreciate it. We're about, we're closing in on 20,000, wow. which is like really cool and very yep. exciting. So thank you all so much. Um, all right. I'm Jenna. That's Mike. Dan will be back. We'll catch you next time on Buffalo plus look around. You can find cars like these on auto trader, new cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay. No flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on auto trader. Just you wait. 
Auto Trader.